The New York Giants assistant coaching staff is reportedly coming together. We'll take a look at some of the things that the Giants have done in that area. We'll also discuss should the Giants trade Saquon Barkley. And we have a couple of interviews from Super Bowl's Radio Row, all on today's Locked on Giants podcast, coming up next. You are Locked on Giants. Your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. Happy Friday to everybody. The Super Bowl is just a couple of days away. And uh, gosh, that's going to mean the end of the 2021 football campaign. No real meaningful football until next September. But as far as the Giants are concerned, hey, that's that's all well and good. They got a lot of work to do on their roster anyway. And um we're going to talk about the coaching staff that has reportedly been assembled on today's show. I'm going to tell you some of the things that I like about this staff that I think are going to be different from what Joe Judge did and how I think that can help them moving forward. Then we're going to talk a little bit about this burning question. Should the Giants trade Saquon Barkley? I know that's a hot topic amongst Giant fans. And I have some thoughts about that that I'm going to share. And then finally, we'll wrap up the show with a couple of interviews that were done by the folks at uh, Super Bowl's Radio Row. Ross Jackson, Peter Bukowski, Luke Braun. They're all out there in Los Angeles. They were able to catch up with a couple of Giant players. So we'll have that for you in the third part of the show. And today's show, by the way, is brought to you in part by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank at eligible participating gas stations. All right. Thank you, folks, for making the Locked on Giants your first listen of the day, or if you're watching us on YouTube, your first watch of the day. We got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. I want to talk about the coaching staff. Now, um, the coaching staff that the that head coach Brian Dable has assembled, this is not official. Some of these titles are still to be determined, um, but I'll give you the names. I'll tell you uh, a couple, a few things about this staff what I like about it, what I've heard, um, and how I think it's different. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So let's uh, run down the list. And again, all of this is reported, meaning it is not official until the team announces it. And I believe the team will announce it probably by Monday or Tuesday of next week. I would say at some point early next week, we'll get the official word. But anyway, uh, we have for our coordinators, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. We have uh, defensive coordinator Don Wink-Martindale. At special teams coordinator, we have Thomas McGahee. Quarterbacks coach is reported to be Shea Tierney. Running backs coach, as of this recording, they don't have a name slotted in. Um, we should probably hear something I would think over the weekend, possibly on Friday as you're hearing this. And I will update that on Giants Country, by the way. Offensive line is going to be Bobby Johnson, who comes down from Buffalo. Assistant offensive line is Tony Sperano Jr. 
uh, receivers reportedly is going to be Mike Groh, who's the son of Al Groh, who was a member of Bill Parcells' staff way back in the day. Um, tight ends is Andy Bischoff. Defensive line is Andre Patterson, who comes over after 10 years with the Vikings. And by the way, they're really upset that they lost him over there. He was the legend. And Luke Braun, who does, uh, who, who's the host of Locked on Vikings, texted me when, when that word came out. And he says, you guys got yourself a really good defensive line coach. So uh, linebackers is um, John Ego Rugru who comes from Vanderbilt. He's a guy that worked with Brian Dable and Wink Martindale uh, in Buffalo and uh, Baltimore, respectively. Defensive backs, the holdover, Jerome Henderson. Yay, I'm happy for that. And then a couple additional holdovers from Joe Judge's staff, including Mike Trier, assistant defensive backs coach, and uh, Anthony Blevins, reportedly going to be the assistant special teams coordinator. All right, so that is the assistant coaching staff. Again, all reported, nothing is confirmed. The titles are subject to be changed. So let's talk a little bit about this staff, what I like about it, and why it's going to be different from what Joe Judge had. All right, the first thing I can tell you about this coaching staff that right off the bat I think is going to be a plus, it's been streamlined. All right, so you're not going to see... Brian Dable have the largest coaching staff in the league like Joe Judge did last year. I think Joe Judge might have been, if not tied, he might have been one shy, one coach shy behind Bruce Arians for the most assistant coaches in the league. Uh, Joe Judge had, you know, senior assistants. He had special projects. He had quality control coaches. He had all, you know, consultants on the staff. He had a lot of staff members, and I and I understand what he was trying to do, but sometimes less is more, especially if you're not going to listen to your coaches, if you're going to stick with one way of doing things, which is what I think Joe Judge really did, you know, throughout. You know, he knew the one way, the Belichick way, the Nick Saban way, and, and if you're going to have all these assistant coaches, um, you better have results. Because you would think all the different voices would give you different ways to do things. And yet, it just seemed like, you know, Joe Judge was married to doing things the Patriot way and, and the uh, Nick Saban way. So uh, so that's one thing that certainly jumps out. It's going to be the size of this staff. I don't think you'll see a whole lot of other people added to it. You know, you'll see, obviously, strength and conditioning will be added. You might see a quality control coach on either side of the ball. But I don't think you're going to see a lot of consultants and senior assistants and all that stuff. Another thing that I like about this coaching staff, this reported coaching staff, is it's a good mix of guys who have NFL experience and college experience. Now, last year, um, what was interesting about the Giants coaching, or I should say two years ago, I'm sorry, when Joe Judge put his staff together, he dipped into the college ranks for a lot of assistants. And I'm not saying that a college coach cannot be a good NFL coach. But when you're looking to turn things around, you want somebody who has ha who has the NFL experience. And if he has college experience, even better. Because obviously you've got to take college kids that, are, that you're drafting or signing, you know, off the street. And you want to build them into NFL players. So you need to be able to bridge that gap. And I just don't know that the Giants had a lot of experienced uh, NFL coaches last year on this 
you know, or the last two years, I should say, on the staff. And, you know, Joe Judge, again, he stayed with guys that he knew or that he worked with, which I thought was a mistake. And Brian Dable has gone away from that. You know, some of these guys, obviously, he knows or has had a connection with, but he's also looked to bring in, I think, some of the better coaches, um, you know, that he could find. Um not all of these guys have connections to him. Now, I've got to do a little bit more research, obviously, but um, I don't believe Andre Patterson has a has a connection to Dable. Um, Henderson, I don't believe, has one. Um, McGahee, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have one. So there's enough coaches on the staff that don't have connections, prior connections to Brian Dable. And that's good because, you know, just like as was the problem in the front office when they kept promoting from within and staying within their own structure. Sometimes you need different voices in there. So Dable for a first time head coach is getting those different voices. And now it is up to him to listen to them as they go along, especially when things hit a speed bump. He wants to make sure that, you know, you're listening to the different voices. So, uh, Good job of him by that. Okay, one other point I want to make about the assistant coaching staff is that, um, you know, I mentioned not having, you know, not overdoing it with the numbers. And specifically, I want to look at offensive line. All right. Um, I had heard that having multiple voices, they had, um, you know, Rob Sale last year, um, Ben Wilkerson, Pat Flaherty, you know, Freddie Kitchens got involved in some of the coaching, and I'm sure, you know, Judge had some things to say as well. There were a lot of voices in the heads of the uh, the offensive linemen. And sometimes that's not necessarily a good thing. Because um, if you're going to have different voices that are all saying the same thing, then it's like, why do you need all those voices? But if you're going to have different guys and they're they're slightly varying how they do things, that can create some confusion and some issues, especially when you have a young and inexperienced offensive line. So it looks like right now Dable's going to go with just two coaches, Bobby Johnson and Tony Sperano Jr., period. That's all you need. One guy can run the drills. The other guy can, you know, observe. You don't need a whole army here. So um, that's that's certainly key. Um, now, I don't know how the linebackers are going to be coached per se. In other words, I don't know if the plan is to have an inside linebackers coach and an outside linebackers coach. Could make sense, I guess. Um, and also, I know it was reported, and we talked about it on the Thursday show. We talked about... Uh, or I'm not Thursday show, Wednesday show about how Rob Ryan was reportedly going to join the staff. Um, nothing firm on that yet. Uh, nothing firm on Drew, Drew Wilkins, uh, who was also with um, Don Martindale down in Baltimore. So we'll just have to see if those guys join the staff. I have a feeling though with Rob Ryan, I'd be surprised if Rob Ryan joins the staff. Just, just a gut feeling I have. I could see Wilkins maybe joining it, but you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't care one way or another if Rob Ryan joins it, but I I just have a feeling that that's maybe not going to happen. All right, Giant fans, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to move on to a hot topic that is 
begun to emerge amongst Giants fans on Twitter and social media. And that is, should the Giants trade running back Saquon Barkley? I have some thoughts about that, and I'm going to tell you about that coming up next. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, the Get Upside app, which you can download for free at the Google Play Store or the App Store, offers savings every time you fill up at the pump at participating gas stations. Sign up for your free account now and use our special promo code TOUCHDOWN to get at least 25 cents per gallon back on your first fill-up at participating gas stations. You can cash out anytime you want to your bank account, PayPal, or get an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, that code is TOUCHDOWN, and that app to help you save every time you fill up at the pump is GetUpside. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, Bet Online has everything you need to bet on sports and Vegas games this year and, of course, the Super Bowl this Sunday. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. So head on over to betonline.net to see all the special offers, props, and odds, and to place your bets. And don't forget to place your bets on just about anything from the length of the national anthem to who scores first to which commercial runs first, all related to the Super Bowl. So again, that site is betonline.net, betonline, where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast segment two. Patricia Trainer here with you. And uh, this next topic, I'm sure, is going to generate um, some disagreement. Maybe it generates some agreement. I don't know. Either way, leave your comments if watching on YouTube in the boxes below. Or if you want to send me an email, um, you know what to do. It's all in the, it's all in the show notes. If you want to get in touch with me about something that you hear or see on the Lotta Giants podcast, but um, this is my opinion. All right, and uh, like you, I am entitled to have an opinion, and you don't have to agree with me. Doesn't mean you know if you disagree with me. Doesn't mean I'm stupid. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means we have we see things different ways. So, should the Giants trade Saquon Barkley? Now, I've had this discussion with a couple of people in the business, and the opinions are split, to be honest with you. Now, let me backtrack a little bit. When the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley number two overall, I understood why. I didn't necessarily agree with taking him number two overall. I thought maybe see if he would if he would fall, you know, maybe trade down if you really wanted him that badly. Um, I thought number two was too high, but I under I did understand why they took him. Because at the time, remember, Eli Manning was the quarterback. They were looking to take some of the onus off of Eli Manning, who had thrown for three straight seasons uh, over 600 passing attempts, which was quite a lot for his arm. They wanted to give him a dynamic playmaker and a legitimate running back. And for his first year, Saquon Barkley was all that even though I think the, the coaching staff had trouble figuring out exactly what to do with him and how to get the most out of his skill set. And then we had the injuries, you know, the high, the high ankle sprain in his second year, the torn ACL in his third season, and then last year, of course, the ankle injury, uh, which, which cut short some of his season. So 
do the Giants move forward with Saquon, Saquon Barkley? Well, let's take a look at where things stand. Now, Barkley is going to play the optioneer of his rookie deal, which will pay him a little bit over $7 million, an actual reduction from the $10 million he counted against the cap last year. Daniel Jones is playing in the fourth year of his contract, so he's still relatively cheap. So let's just say, for example, Daniel shows that he is the top, you know, he, he can be the franchise quarterback. Saquon has a decent year. Now, you have to re-sign one of those two guys, all right, to big money. Who do you resign? Who do you franchise? All right, you can use the franchise tag on either one of them to keep them. Who do you do it? I would say probably the quarterback. If the quarterback has a good year, I would say you definitely put the franchise tag on him. And the running back, well, you can get a running back in day two and day three of the draft. Now, that's what's driving my opinion that maybe the Giants look to trade Saquon Barkley. He's a great talent. He's been a great representative of the franchise. All right, I like him. This isn't a case of, oh, get rid of him because he's a problem. No, that doesn't apply here. Um, this is about being smart and looking at the long term. All right, Barkley has had some injuries to his legs, and he might very well become the player he once was in his rookie campaign when he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. But I look at Saquon Barkley, and I don't know, folks, I just think that he is a luxury that this team is is, is uh, currently carrying that it really can't afford to carry. Just as Barkley was, you know, selecting Barkley number two overall, in retrospect, was a luxury they really couldn't have, they couldn't afford at the time. They should have gone offensive line. So if you're the Giants, all right, can we honestly say that Barkley has made a difference? And by that, I mean that he has single-handedly loaded the team on his shoulders and won games. No, don't think so. The team is 10 and 34 in games he has played. Not all his fault, mind you, but, you know, a stat that I have to mention. When Barkley has had a miss games, the running game doesn't exactly fall apart. All right, let me give you some stats. In 2020, the Giants running game averaged 118.9 yards per game, nine games in which they were the group had 100 or more yards rushing without Barkley in the lineup. All right, now for comparison purposes, in 2018, which was Barkley's best season to date, the running game averaged 103.1 rushing yards with him in the lineup. I think also we could probably say that the offensive line play going back to 2018 and 2019 and 2020 and 2021 wasn't very solid. All right. So we can't even say, well, he had a better offensive line then or, you know, that he did in this year. I don't think you could say that. So, I'm again, I'm not saying Barkley is the reason for the offense's struggles, not at all. What I am saying is if you don't think you are going to be able to resign him, especially to a blockbuster deal, which is what he's probably going to look to command and shouldn't get, by the way, 
um, why not move them now? Why not see if you can get um, a couple mid-round picks maybe for them? Um, you're not going to get first-rounders, obviously. You might not get second-rounders. Maybe you get a third-rounder and a conditional pick. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how desperate a team is. Now, the other thing is, is running backs can be a dime a dozen. Um, you can probably get one in the draft. And in fact, if you go and you look at the Buffalo Bills, they, in the last five years, they haven't drafted running backs until uh, the, the third round. So um, you could take that to mean that maybe they don't value running backs as highly as the Giants did. I, you know, that's fine. But uh, if you look to move Barkley, you could potentially save $7.217 million on the cap. All right, because that $7.217 million is now guaranteed. So if you move them, you save on the cap. You also get a couple of draft picks that you can add to either this year or next year. And you just continue to build. And I think it's important for the Giants to acknowledge that they're rebuilding. All right. They do have some core pieces. It's not a total rebuild, but it is a rebuild nonetheless. They are not one player away or two players away. They are at least an offensive line away. They are at least, you know, some cover corners away. They are tight ends away. They need another receiver. They have so many needs, folks. This is going to be a year coming up where general manager Joe Shane is going to look to put the pieces together with head coach Brian Dable. And the more pieces they can get, the better. And, uh, you know, would it, would it hurt to see Saquon Barkley in another uniform? Yes, for the reasons that I said it before. He's a good guy, good player. You know, I don't think the coaches ever used him properly, got the most out of him. Um, you put him in another offense, they probably will figure out how to use him and get the most out of him. But he also has some tread on the tires. So there's a thing about moving on from a player a year too soon as opposed to a year too late. And in the old regime, I think the Giants were often guilty of waiting a year too late to move on. I'd like to see this new regime get off to a start where they move on a year too early as opposed to a year too late which is why I think it makes sense to move Saquon Barkley. So you agree, disagree, again, let me know. Um, I'm going to put a, matter of fact, I think I'm going to put a poll up in um, in the YouTube comment section if you want to vote on that. So uh, I'll put a poll up there. Just, I'm curious to see what you guys and gals think. So, All right, folks, still to come on today's Locked on Giants podcast, we have a couple of interviews from Super Bowl's Radio Row. Those are coming up next. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, if you're aiming to eat healthier these days, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but without the calories and without the sugar. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and about 17 grams of protein, making it easy to stick to any diet plan. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our special promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off off your first order. Put together your customized box today. Choose from any of their nut and nut-free varieties. And don't forget, use that promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. 
All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you. And as promised, I have a couple of interviews for you from Radio Row over at the Super Bowl. Now, disclaimer, I did not do these interviews. Obviously, I am not at the Super Bowl. I was not selected to go to the Super Bowl, but these were done by uh, my colleagues who were selected to go to the Super Bowl. We have Caden Smith, tight end, who was interviewed by Ross Jackson and um, Darnay Holmes, cornerback. I believe he was interviewed by Luke Braun. I think that's Luke's voice. I, unfortunately, in the video, I, you can't see who's saying, you know, who's talking, doing the talking and asking the questions, but I think it was Luke Braun. And if it wasn't, if it was Peter Bukowski, I apologize to you, Pete. You think I would know your voice by now, but I think it was Luke Braun. So uh, we're going to play, uh, Kate, uh, we'll play Caden Smith's first, and then we'll do Darnay Holmes' second. And, uh, Let's get it going. How are you feeling about the direction of the New York Giants now? Pretty exciting time ahead. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Um, I know the owners brought in a great coaching staff, great GM, and I'm excited to meet those guys and really get to work this summer during OTAs. That's awesome. That's awesome. Caden Smith, New York Giants. Uh, so you're coming into the NFL, um, and then you've had you know, just a few years of experience here. I know you've dealt with some injury. How are you feeling? How's the knee? How's everything doing? Uh, it's feeling great. You know, football and injuries really go hand in hand and yeah. it's really about how you handle that and so my knee injury right now it's I'll be back soon and excited to really head into OTAs and progress and hopefully be ready for the season and really just staying on top of it doing everything you can and taking care yeah. of it yeah so it's all about recovery this off season for you it is yeah Focus? I've been very proactive more than other off seasons just yeah. getting back to you know being healthy better than I was the year before and really working on mobility and mm-hmm. bringing my shoulders back, everything that you can do, and just being ready to feel prepared, not only in the summer, but then July, and then going into the season. Yeah, absolutely. So we're here, right, here in Los Angeles, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The goal next year is uh, Glendale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you because you're too busy, right? You're getting ready for the Super Bowl next year. That's the goal, right? Exactly, yeah. No, I'm excited to see how next year goes, and you know, I know that's 32 teams' goal is yeah. get to the Super Bowl, and so... It's really about, you know, the preparation leading up to that, not even when you're together as a team, but, you know, when you're at home working or especially like that final few months before the season begins when Mm -hmm. you really come together as a group and camp. That's awesome. So as you look at your career so far and then what's ahead, what are you most excited for? You know, there's so many things going on, and but I'm really excited to meet this new coaching staff going to camp with this mm-hmm. new team. It's Every year it's a brand-new team with new people in the locker room. And so really to bond with those guys and yeah. really see if we can make a run. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. Bo Brock hanging out with Darnay Holmes, of course, and the New York Giants. Big moves this offseason, a changing of the whole coaching staff. Yeah, excited definitely. to play for uh, Coach Dable there. Yeah, definitely excited. Uh, heard a lot of great things about him, and definitely someone that we want to be a, be a part of. Yeah, no doubt about it. As far as uh, just a, have you talked to the new coach yet? Has he kind of called the yeah, players? Yeah, uh, so pretty much we were in the building while he got hired. He was able to communicate with them, so he's, he's a generous guy. There was the picture on social media going around. He had the big suit. He looked like he was kingpin. I mean, does he kind of does he have that vibe around him when he's uh, when he's in the locker room? I feel like he's true to himself, and he know he know he knows himself. You know. Do you expect uh, big changes? I mean, as far as not only what's going on behind the scenes, but as far as wins and losses comes next season. Uh, that's something that is going to take place when the present moment comes. At the end of the day, 
we don't know if we what, how many games we're going to win, how many games we're going to lose. At the end of the day, we're going to put our best foot forward and uh, really locking in once the draft is over to what we got to execute on for this offseason. You, you expecting a busy offseason for the Giants? Uh, we, we shall see how he wants to run the program. At the end of the day, we open arms with it, and we're excited for it. Yeah, no doubt about it. How did you feel like your season went personally? Uh, personally, it was a, a, a uphill battle. You know, I grew as the season progressed, and I definitely felt like I was consistent. You know, and I was that's something that I'm very proud about. You're out here in Los Angeles. You said you live here in L.A., right? Yeah, how do from you, Pasadena, California. How do you feel like uh, they're representing as far as hosting the NFL in the big game? Yeah, we're doing it just right. You know, at the end of the day, it's something that the city needed. And, uh, it's going to be a great time for people who come visiting. Yeah, and you're uh, here on behalf of Form. You're wearing the T-shirt. It's a, it's not just a, your own run-of-the-mill laundry yeah. day T-shirt. This yeah. is actually doing work. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Form's a great company, a great product. And what I like most about it is just the alignment of it. You know, at the end of the day, your body's breaking down each and every day, long story short, you know. So if you're constantly doing intentional, deliberate things to make sure your posture is aligned, you're going to win in the long run. And that's what this product gives you. It's not just for, you don't have to wear it when you're just working out. You can wear it just kind of doing, running yeah, errands. A, I feel like everyday it's, an everyday, it's an everyday essential, you yeah. know. And whatever your essentials is, you should make this a plus one. But that's the way I think. Yeah, and it's, it just doesn't stop at the shirts, right? Uh, Form's got a, other different products that you can buy. Yeah, it's different things that's coming out. But right now, we're mainly focused on the shirt. Yeah. When you, uh, when you start looking at this game coming up on Sunday, you, you have, you're feeling one team over the other one, the, the Rams, Bengals, which way are you going? Really, it's a matchup game, you know, and it's all about if the O-line can keep up with the D-line. Mm -hmm. And from there, who's going to get open? Yeah. Which players are going to make the biggest impact? I believe David Long will have a breakout game. Yeah, David Long's on. Okay, on the in the defensive uh, Rams, secondary yeah. for the Rams. Uh huh. The pick six of Kyler Murray in the playoffs already yeah. started things off for him. Um, uh huh. Is he no no problem with those Bengals receivers? No, nah, it's definitely a, a talented group of receivers. You know, and he gonna win some, he gonna lose some. At the end of the day, I feel like the reward is gonna outweigh the the losses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which which of these quarterbacks uh, impresses you the most, Joe Burrow or the the vet? And I haven't Matthew saw Stafford. Burrow in person. I saw Stafford in person. And Stafford got a got an arm on him. He got a connection, a chemistry with receivers that that some quarterbacks may not have. You know, mm -hmm. and it's gonna be exciting to see how the game plays out. Yeah, no doubt about it. Where can uh, we get some form swag for ourselves? Yeah, so on a website, form website, and uh, pretty much y'all see us on Instagram and things like that. Pretty. Pretty uh, accessible. Yeah. Darnay Holmes, New York Giants, Radio Row, Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, I appreciate you. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for us this week and today here on the Locked On Giants Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, again, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Or if you're watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day, be sure to tune in. Next week, even though the offseason officially starts next week, we're still going to come be, be coming at you five days a week. There's still a lot of stuff to talk about, and we will bring it all to you here on the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trana. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll talk to you on Monday.